You may be seated. Yesterday uh, morning, we started a brand new series called The Seven Ups for 2013. And I, I, I feel to go in a little bit different direction tonight, but I want to give you what these seven ups are. Make sure that you're in church every time you possibly can be. Yesterday, we talked about wake up. And that's available in the bookstore. The second is dress up. The third is shut up. The fourth is stand up. The fifth is look up. Six is reach up. And finally is lift up. And then we've reserved one for Pastor Brenda because that is her specialty. And that is cheer up. (laughs) Cheer up. And so, sweetheart, if you get anything tonight at any time, you feel free to pop up. Amen? And <laughs> Pop up. Well, I didn't even think about that. That's pretty good. <laughs> wow. I guess we're on an upward swing tonight. Wow. Okay. Amen. Now, um, the word of the Lord came to a man of God by the name of Brother Copeland, uh, in August of 2012, and, uh, and this is what he has concerning the new year. He says, 2013, year of great grace. He says, stay where you are, stay steady. Why? He says, your greatest blessing ever is at hand. No one can stop my plan for you. It's a blessed plan. Stay in my word. Now notice this. Stay strong in faith. Insist on walking in my commandment of love. No devil, no government, no man can curse what I've blessed. Believe that and know that, that you belong to me and not the world. We will carry out the blessing plan together. What do you say? Let's do that. He says, I'm teaching you grace and keep it in your mind throughout 2013 and beyond. Never, ever let it go. The thing that I can do that is exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think is to make all grace abound toward you. And that is what is happening for you and for your country right now. Be blessed. Enjoy my grace. It is yours. Turn your Bibles tonight to Acts chapter 4, if you would please. And let's look at verse 33. This is right after. There was great persecution in the church. This was right after this man was raised up and healed at the gate beautiful. And I think it was, was it Peter and John? They were taken and they were beaten and uh, they were told not to speak anymore at all in the name of Jesus. And then they were released and then they went to their own company. And they lifted up their voice in one accord and they prayed a powerful united prayer. And at the end of that prayer, they went forth and did the works of Jesus. And in Acts 4.33 it says, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus... And great grace was upon them all. I want you to pay particular attention to that term. Great grace was upon them all. That word grace there, you could say phenomenal favor. Or outstanding, superior, mega, big grace. How many of you have ever been to a mega mall before? <laughs> She's popping up already. You know, I grew up in Minneapolis and they have the, the, the biggest mall in the United States right there in Bloomington, the Mall of America. It's where the twins used to play. And they have home plate right there in the center of the mall. It is huge. I mean, it is a woman's paradise. Now, a man's paradise is a mega buffet. Can I get a witness? Somebody. <coughs> All right. 
So that's what God's talking about. He's talking about big time favor for you. Big time fog. The favor of God. The grace of God, it's not earned. Great grace was up on them all. Something was on them that was bigger than them. Something is on us corporately that's much bigger than us. Something is in you. Something is on you that God has placed in your life that is so much beyond ourselves. And yet, His favor and His grace are here for us right now. From the least to the greatest, the favor of God and the grace of God is no respecter of persons. Grace contains everything that God has promised. Everything that He has provided for us. This grace, this favor is free. It's unmerited. It's unearned. It is unmerited love. And this grace and this favor is extended to you and to me tonight. Grace in the Greek is charis, C-H-A-R-I-S. We get the word charismatic from that or the word charisma from that. Grace can also be defined as a favor done without expectation of return. This grace that was up on them, this grace that has been dispensed to you and I in this dispensation of grace is a free expression of His loving kindness. It's a free expression of His benevolence that can only come from Him. You know, you don't receive grace because you deserve it. But you receive grace because He is good. Amen. Say that with me real strong. He is good. He is good. Say it again. He is good. One more time. He is good. All, the time All the time, He is good. For the Lord is good. And His mercy endures forever. Psalms 103.8 says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and He is abounding in mercy. That is the core essence of who He is to you tonight. Grace is not for a selected few. Grace is for all Christians. Titus 2.11 says this, That the grace that God brings of salvation has appeared to all men. It is the mindset of our gracious heavenly father to do you good every day of your life. God simply wants us to be open to receive and extend our faith in his grace. Even though we don't deserve it, you can walk in it. You can live in it. It can be in you and on you making a difference every day of your life and impacting people around you. Say it with me. The grace of God God is in my life. life. Romans 3 says that we have been justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Hebrews 2.9 says it like this, that He by the grace of God has tasted death for everyone. It is only the cross of Christ can only be explained in one word. It was grace. It was the grace of God in action for you and I. He tasted death for you and me so that we could taste of the powers of the world to come. He tasted bitterness for you and I that we could taste and see that the Lord is good. It's like the psalmist was full of the Holy Spirit one day. And he said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Have you tasted and seen through the pages of this Bible that the Lord is good? 
Has you, have you tasted of the gracious gift of the Holy Spirit? Have you been able to pray out of your spirit to the Father of spirits and tasted of heaven here on earth? Woo, glory to God. It's the grace of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 32 in the message. I want you to read it with me. Look at that. Romans, the 8th chapter, the 32nd verse. Of course, the King James says, He that spared not his own son, but gave him up for us all, how shall he not freely with him give us all things? Freely give us all things. Now let's read this. Ready, read. If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son... Is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? Everybody's looking for something free. The grace of God is the free gift. And all you got to do is by faith receive it. What I have in my heart tonight, I don't have a lengthy word for you, but I guarantee I got a good word. I got a good word from the throne of grace for you tonight. In the scripture, there is a dynamic duo. Better than Batman and Robin. Better than the Lone Ranger and Tonto. I've dated myself, now you date yourself. Better than Frodo and whoever, you know. The dynamic duo. You know, there's faith and patience, right? It's a dynamic duo. Another dynamic duo we want to look at tonight and see how closely they're connected together is grace and peace. Everyone say grace and peace. And uh, so we find in the New Testament, and I didn't give them all of the scriptures, but let me just read a few. We find that this is coupled together more than any other component in the Word of God. For example, in Romans chapter 1, verse 7, it says, To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 1, 2 says, Grace to you and peace. Notice with me, it comes from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This grace and peace does not just come from God. It does not just come from Jesus. It comes by being connected to them. See, he is God to the religious world, but he's daddy to us. And when you soprate deste, e fetindola pracalite stonde dega de dombra, fechisola patanda. And when you sopra disto cofosele, mencolo bradiste venene. And when you have a relationship with me, says the Lord, all the things that I have prepared for you, come on up to the throne of grace. Yea, look into my very face and I will show you and you will see that your future is bright. Walk ye, saith the Lord, in the grace and peace. Walk ye in the light and your future shall be very bright. Hallelujah. Everyone say grace. Grace, grace, and, peace. grace and peace. In 2 Corinthians 1, 2, well, I already read that. Galatians 1, 3 says, grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Revelation 1, 4, the last book in the Bible. It says, John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne grace and what grace and peace now does anyone know what the hebrew word for peace is the hebrew word for peace is what everyone participate is what so what is shalom well shalom is a typical hebrew greeting And uh, when a person said shalom to another person, they're basically saying, this is a definition, I am praying, I am wishing, I am saying to you, may there be total well-being in your life, 
And at the end of the day, let there be nothing missing and nothing broken. Woo! Glory to God. That's why Jesus came to take our broken lives and make us whole again. To take our broken finances and make us whole again. Everyone say shalom. Shalom. Hallelujah. Grace and shalom. Now listen. As we said earlier, grace in the Greek is C-H-A-R-I-S. It's a root word for charisma. And also it was a typical Greek greeting. And it was defined as favor and kindness. Or, listen to this, that which causes joy. That's which causes joy. It also was a way of wishing people every great thing issuing from God the Father. Grace and peace is a scriptural way to greet one another. It was used in biblical days. In the world that we live in today with all the technology, you know, I think we've gotten away from sending letters and cards of appreciation. I think that cards and letters are unknown to the younger generation. Now it's a text. How are you, Kay? What's up? And there's a place for that. But in New Testament culture, this was a declaration, this was a greeting that said, I want for you the entire range of grace and peace. And that is my prayer for those that God has entrusted Brenda and I to pastor. The grace and peace would be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. That the more you tap into intimacy with Him through His Word and through His fellowship, that this great grace and this great peace will be multiplied to you, to your family, to your business, in your every walk of life. Grace and peace, Lord, be to these precious people. So where then do we Where do we find grace and peace? I know that grace and peace don't come from this earth. It doesn't grow down here. In fact, there are a lot of people that are graceless. And there's a lot of people that are peaceless. But the good news is for earth's failures, which we were, but now we are now beneficiaries of heaven's supplements of grace and peace and he has put those things into our lives to make us more than conquerors through him grace and peace come from our homeland it comes from heaven how many of you know that these supplements of grace and peace they're not needed in heaven But they're needed right now for the nasty now and now. How many of you take supplements in the natural? I take supplements every day. Now you can go crazy taking every supplement everyone tells you to take. But there are supplements that are good for you. So what do supplements do in the natural? Supplements, they supply or they fill what is lacking in one's diet. They supply the nutrients necessary for health. Deficiencies create conditions that hinder our health and invite disease. It is a medical fact that many serious diseases are the result of untreated inflammation. And what inflammation can do in a person's body, if it goes unchecked and can cause, it can cause inner injury, deficiency, a lack of rest, a bad diet, 
You see, the problem with inflammation is that when it is left untreated, it can lead to more inflammation. And I have just a supplement for you. I'm going to sell it in the lobby afterwards. No. This is not an ad to get you on my pyramid scheme where I get rich and you stay poor. Too bad. No, we don't do that here. But listen, friends, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a physical body. But human beings, if they don't take their supplements of grace and peace, can develop, now listen, the condition of inflammation of the soul. Where our souls become inflamed and we get cranky. We become irritable. Anybody ever been irritable before? How about negative? How about fearful? Paranoid. Can't deal with the pressure, the problems, and the temptations that you know as well as I do that every one of us face. And this type of inflammation, this soul inflammation, inflammation needs large doses of grace. It needs large doses of peace. Do you know that you can grow in the grace? Do you know that peace can be multiplied unto you? Hallelujah. Now, one thing you've got to be careful for. In the natural, it's true, but it's also true in the spirit realm. You've got to watch out for cheap substitutes. You know, people that say, yes, this contains 100% this, hasn't been FDA approved. They have no absolute, nothing to base it on. It could, that pill could be full of malarkey. You listening to me? Watch out for cheap substitutes to fill that void. Looking in the wrong places for peace can be dangerous. Looking in the wrong places for grace can be dangerous. How many have ever been to a place where they sold substitute Rolexes? Or they sold substitute or fake Louis Vuitton. You know, I don't want to say where those places are because I wouldn't want anybody to be offended, but they're there. Oh, yeah, is this, is this real? Is this the real deal? Louis Vuitton? Oh, yeah, real deal. A week later, the straps fall apart. Is this a real Rolex? Oh yeah, real Rolex. Only $125. Wow. <laughs> Week later, the Rolex falls apart. Listen. The only solid ground in life is Jesus Christ. He is our rock. And if you will build your life on the rock of revelation knowledge and the rock of the word of the living God when the storm comes and the rain falls and the floods try to overtake your house it will not be able to shake you because you're founded upon the rock and he is the prince of peace and he is full of grace and truth and when you get full of him you're full of grace and truth as well Turn to John chapter 1, verse 16 in the Amplified real quick. John 1, 16. I just thought I'd take a little side journey and just point out this. This, this is an awesome scripture. John 1, 16, it says, For out of His fullness, or out of His abundance, we have all received... 
we have all had a share and we are all supplied with one grace after another. That sounds like we're growing in grace. He was full of grace and truth. And when we receive him, we are supplied with one grace after another. And read it with me. And spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing and even favor upon favor and gift heaped upon gift. This is talking about layers of grace. Layers upon layers, grace upon grace upon grace. Woo, glory. I don't know if that does you like it does me, but that done primes my pump. Hallelujah. That means there is no end to the grace of God. It is so deep and it is so thick. The more you walk with him, the more grace and favor is laid upon your life. Think about it. What could you do with 25% more grace in your life? (laughs) What could you do with 10% more grace in your life? This grace will enable you to be a better dad. This grace will enhance your relationships. This grace will help you in your business. It's grace upon grace. Now let's look over to Hebrews chapter 4. That's just a side thought. Hebrews 4th chapter, the 16th verse. Everyone say it real strong. Grace Grace. and peace. peace. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16 says, Let us therefore come like wimps. Let's just crawl up to the throne of grace. Oh God, I know you. Oh God, I know you're so busy. Lose that. No, the Bible says, let's come boldly, not arrogantly, to the throne of what? To the throne of grace, to the throne of favor. He says, so that we may obtain mercy and find grace. This is what I want you to look at. And to find grace, grace to help. Grace to help. Grace to help. Is at the throne of grace. To have help from the throne of grace, you've got to go to the throne and get it. Grace to help in your time of need. So I have discovered this, and I know that many of you have, that grace really helps you out. There's been some things that I have faced in my life that without the grace of God, I would not be standing here tonight. And I'm not talking about before I was a Christian. I'm talking about after I was born again. There's some challenges that you and I have faced in this life that there is no way in the natural realm that we should not be in an insane asylum. But oh, there's help. Come on, somebody. There's help. When you you don't know what to do, go to the one who knows what to do and he will dispense his grace and give you help and take you to the other side. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes people face physical challenges. Sometimes people face financial challenges. Sometimes they face challenges with their children. See, the bottom line is this. There's no temptation taken us, but such as is common to man. Every one of us are going to face the crisis of life. But there's no way that I could have ever gone through the crisis that I've faced in my life and gotten to the other side of it if I hadn't leaned heavily into the grace of God. You know, I've just gotten to a point sometimes where I said, God, I can't do this. And God's not asking you to do it in your own strength. Say it with me, grace helps. And this will help some of you tonight that are facing some challenges. Just because the calendar turns to January 1 doesn't mean that all problems stop. God's God's throne is called the throne of grace. 
The way to find grace is to go to Him. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 9. It simply says this. When Paul went to God and said, I can't handle this anymore. Everywhere I go, Satan rises up. Messengers of Satan on the right. And I've been beat up. And, you know, I've been in all these... All this junk with false brothers and the care of all the churches. Paul said, you know, God, it's about to eat my lunch. And Paul's asking him to do something about it. And the response is this. Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Paul all of a sudden got it. Paul understood that it wasn't his to do on his own. But the grace of God would be there for him and pitch a tent of glory over him, enabling him to go through the darkest hour that he'd ever faced. That's why he said, therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I'm here to tell you tonight that for 2013, his grace is enough. That his grace is Sufficient, Whatever that you'll go through, there'll be enough grace to go along with it. You've got to believe that. You've got to take hold of that. Whatever I go through, I'll never go through alone. Because the grace of God is with me. Now look at Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and 7. I said I wasn't going to preach long, but, you know, God will forgive me for lying. Are you getting anything out of this tonight? Everyone say, great grace, great favor, grace and peace. They're mine. Now, here's a base you've got to cover. If you're going to go to the throne room of grace, you've got to get rid of the baggage. Say, Lord, I roll the care of this situation on you. I refuse to be careful about anything. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come to the throne of grace in prayer. And I'm going to make my request known to you. And at the same time, I'm going to give you praise and thanksgiving. And then he says in the next verse, in verse 7, and the peace of God. Did you notice that? What comes on the scene once you've been to the throne of grace? The peace of God. And the peace of God. Say it like that. And the peace of God. God. Say it again. And the peace of God. God. What about this peace? Which surpasses all understanding. It will guard your hearts and mind through Jesus Christ. So when we go to the throne of grace, the peace of God that passes all understanding begins to work in my life and in your life. And you know what? People around you don't understand it. They won't understand it. How in the world can he or she have such peace when I know what's going on in their life? You see, the deposit of peace in your heart. How many of you have ever put a deposit down on a home? Okay. Or you, you put a, a de- what, do you, what else do you put deposits down on? You put a deposit down on a car. You, if, you're, if you're renting a home or renting an apartment or something like that, you put a deposit down, right? Amen. Now listen to the statement. The deposit of peace in your heart and in your mind is your guarantee that God is at work in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Our circumstances might be messed up. We may be hurting. But God has deposited His peace in your life, and He is working. Say it with me. He's working, He's working, He's working, He's working. Try that again. He's working, He's working, He's working. He's working, He's working, He's working, He's working in my life. Amen. It's a guarantee. Because of the deposit that He's placed in your heart. Quickly turn over to Exodus chapter 13. Let me just show another connection here. Another example 
This is Moses, and the Lord spake to Moses, verse 11, face to face, as a man speaketh to his friend. And he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. Verse 12 of Exodus 33, And Moses said unto the Lord, See thou sayest unto me, Bring this people, and thou hast not let me know that you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and thou hast found grace in my sight. Verse 13, Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you, that I may find grace in your sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. Verse 14, And he said, My presence shall go with you. And I will what? That's just the same as saying, you've talked to me about this, you've been to the throne of grace, and my presence is going to give you peace. It's going to give you peace. Verse 16, For when, wherein shalt thou be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not that you go with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, and all the people that are upon the earth. How do we know that we have his grace? Because he gives us his rest. I say to you tonight that peace is a mark of his presence. If you're looking to God to lead you and guide you this year, get in the presence of God. And look for the peace. And follow after peace. Now a real strong, strong indicator along with grace and peace. When they would greet one another in those days. When they said grace and peace. It also attached with that was joy. And the joy of the Lord, what is it? The joy of the Lord is what? It is my strength. So, this word grace and peace also brings out joy. God's attitude and His mindset toward us, when we tap into it, we're going to be filled with joy. Augustine said this. He said the Christian should be a hallelujah from head to toe. The Christian should be a hallelujah from head to toe. Grace is what causes that kind of joy. Listen, during the time that these letters were written that we read about in Romans and all that, during that time, the church was in such terrible persecution. They couldn't own property. The Roman emperors that were raised up, I mean, those guys were nasty. They fed Christians to gladiators. They made Christians do the unspeakable things. And you know why they were upset? Because they thought that they had buried Jesus in the ground for good. But on Sunday morning, he came out of that tomb alive and well. And he transferred that grace and that anointing to his church. And the Roman Empire hated him for it. And those guys, I mean, you talk about persecution, we think persecution, someone doesn't say hi to us to church. <laughs> you know, we think persecution, someone growls at us in the grocery line. That's not persecution. They knew what true persecution was. And that's why... They would greet one another with a hearty greeting. They would say grace and peace to you today. Favor, goodwill, nothing missing, nothing broken. In the midst of your circumstance, the joy of the Lord is going to take you through. We have every reason to rejoice on December 31st, 2012. We have every reason to be hallelujahs. From the head to the toe. And so I want to encourage you tonight. Begin to live with an awareness of grace and peace. I'm full of grace. The peace of God is flowing and it's operating in my life. Let me pray with you tonight. Put your hand over here on your heart. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. 
We thank you for the encouragement that we receive from the Word of God tonight. Holy Spirit, take that which has been sown into our hearts and enlarge it and increase it. Lord, take these words that have been spoken and just bring ongoing comfort and encouragement to my brothers and to my sisters in the Lord. Lord, I pray for divine supernatural favor to go before them real strong this year. Lord, I prophesy increase. I prophesy promotion. I thank you, Father. May there be grace and shalom. Lord, where there's hurts, where we're not whole, make us whole again. And I pray the very God of peace sanctify us wholly. And that our whole spirit, soul, and body would be preserved blameless. Keep us intact until you return. Sanctify us, O God, through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And as we behold you in the pages of the word of God, may we become more like you every day. And Lord, let your joy, let us truly be hallelujah from head to toe. Not this fake, loosey-goosey stuff, but real joy. Real joy. A joy that's solid. A joy that can't be budged. A joy that can't be moved. In the world, we might face some trouble. But we're going to rejoice and be of good cheer. For you've overcome the world. Let's just do some of that right now. Let's all stand up right now. Glory to God. You got anything? Glory to God. Brenda, come on up here. Thank you, Lord. We're going to have communion here in a moment. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Turn around to your neighbor and say, Grace and peace be unto you in the name of Jesus. Say it again. Grace and peace be unto you. Find someone else and say, Grace and peace be unto you. Great grace was up on them all. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Pastor Tom, if you'd come and hallelujah. 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 Let's lift our voice. Thank you, Lord. You can pop up anytime, Brenda, if you have anything, you know. Glory to God. I preached three times the last day. You ought to have something. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Bless me. Hallelujah. Well, I do, but I wasn't sure what time we're supposed to be out. We're done at nine o'clock. All right. All right. Well, then sit down just for a minute because I got, I, I got something. He was talking about um, a peace that there are enemies of peace. Can anybody think of an enemy of peace? How about worry? How about fear? How about torment? How about anxiety? Those are enemies of the peace of God that has been given to us. And if I were to ask for a show of hands, I know some of you in here, all of us in here, in 2012, we had some enemies of our soul. Enemies that came to steal the peace of God from us. Enemies that came to steal our health, perhaps. Enemies that came to steal, perhaps, our finances. Does anybody relate to that? Well, you know what? I saw a scripture. I was just looking at it today in Psalm 68. And in that Psalm, this was a Psalm that was written before the children of Israel were to go out into battle. This is what they would do. They would gather together and they, I'm sure they would begin probably to sing this, but they would begin to say Psalm 68 verse one, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. There's some enemies that have come against your soul this past year. There's some enemies that have come against your family, that have come against your finances. What was ringing over in my spirit was 
We are declared tonight. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. We're going into the beginning of this year with an awareness that we've got grace. We've got peace. We've got the power of the Holy Spirit. We've got the joy of the Lord. And most of all, we've got the ability to speak to the enemy. We've got authority in the name of Jesus. And when things come against us, if we will be like the children of Israel, things begin to swirl all around us and the attacks may be coming, but we can rise up and we can say, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. And the other thing that I was seeing, not only do we declare it, that God will arise, but we need to let him arise in us. Let God arise on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now I want to look at this verse in the Amplified. I love this. It says this. Blessed be the Lord. No, wait just a minute. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I've got my little iPad here. God is already beginning to arise and his enemies to scatter. Let those also who hate him flee before thee. When the children of Israel acknowledged God and they cried out for his help, you know what happened? The enemies scattered, but the enemies saw something. Lots of times they would see angelic help. Lots of times there would be blindness. There would be confusion that would come upon the enemy when we say let God arise we're saying let the glory of the Lord arise in my life let the presence of the Lord be seen when God's anointing God's grace when God's peace when God's uh, his glory is seen upon us the enemy will run as in tear. And what I saw in this one right here, that for some of you that have been going through difficulty this past year, know this, that when you begin to declare the word of God, know this, God is beginning to arise. There is something on the horizon. The grace of God, the peace of God is taking us to another place. Hallelujah. God is beginning to do some things. Can you agree with that? And when we declare it, let God arise in our lives, not only are his enemies scattered? What are some enemies of God? Those things I just named are a few. Fear, worry, anxiety, sickness, poverty. All of those things are enemies of God. And they don't need to be in our life. But when we declare it and he begins not only to arise. And our enemies to be scattered. There's another reason that God wants us to speak. Let God arise, let God arise, and let God arise in me. We're not going to be asleep in this day and in this hour. Pastor talked about it yesterday. We're going to be awake when God arises on the inside of us. We're awake. We see things that other people may miss. Everybody declare it real strong again. Let God arise in my life. When God arises and his enemies are scattered, there's something else that happens in this very same chapter. Down in verse 19 in the King James, New King James. Blessed be the Lord. Who daily loads us with benefits. 
verse 19 in the New King James. Let blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. God wants to arise in our lives and God wants to load us up with benefits. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us. When you know that God's presence is in you and on you, when God is rising in your life, guess what? There's benefits. There's benefits to knowing who you are. There's benefits to walking in that grace and that peace. And he wants you to be loaded. Loaded in the spirit. Loaded with the word. Full of joy. That's our right. That's our privilege. That's our benefits. Let's stand up for a minute. And let's just have. Let God arise in me. Let the spirit of the Lord arise on me. Let there be an infilling daily loaded, daily loaded. You want to make a new year's resolution? Let it be. I'm going to be daily loaded. Hallelujah. I'm going to let God arise in my life. I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost and I'm going to rise up. <laughs> oh, glory to God. <laughs> let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. What are we supposed to do at the enemies of God? Well, ha, ha, ha. One of them is lack at destruction and at famine. I will, ha, 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 ha. I will laugh. I laugh at the enemies of God. Ha, 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 ha. What about sickness and disease? The Bible says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. I rejoice in the Lord my God and his enemies have to be scattered. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Woo, woo. Well, praise the Lord. Well, I thought she had something. That's good. Amen. There is a place that is ordained, I believe, from before the foundation of the world. There is a place where you will find your provision. Abraham went to the place that God had instructed him to go. And it was in that place that there was the provision of God's grace. Abraham looked around and couldn't see any other sacrifice than Isaac, so he lifted up the knife. But all of a sudden, there was movement in the brush God placed a ram in the thicket Abraham had no idea how this was going to turn out but he went forth obediently to the place and when you go to your God ordained place there will be not only provision but there will be grace for you in that place And uh, it's a good time of year to sort things out in your spirit. 
The Bible says that He will show you things to come. That is one thing that the Holy Spirit absolutely will do for you. He will take those things that you have not sorted out yet and He will make His will clear. And bring you and show you where your place is or what your place is, where you should go, what you should do, where you should be, with whom you should be connected to. And as you step out into that plan, you can fully expect the grace of God to be there. The grace of provision. But not only the grace of provision, the grace of strength. But listen very carefully. The grace of ability and the increased grace of anointing on you and in you to function in that place. <clears throat> See, along with the call of God comes the equipment. Most of you are in this place tonight. You're called to this place. You're called to this place. This is your place of grace. I encourage you to step in and to step up in the grace of God that God has placed you in. I encourage you to do that. And as you do, as we read, there's layers and layers and layers of it. There's grace heaped upon grace. I've seen it happen in my life. I've seen it happen in another minister's life. The more that a person will function in their God-ordained place, <coughs> the greater the grace will be in your life. You know, the Lord Jesus, the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And he broke it. He lifted it up. He said, this is my body which is broken for you. In essence, he was saying, Shalom be to you. And so as we partake tonight, let's partake with the full knowledge that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. Let's partake together. He also lifted up the cup. How many of you know that the blood of Jesus is to be lifted up in our lives. My Lord, in this day and this hour, you better be pleading the blood regularly. And you better be applying the blood regularly to the doorposts of your heart, to your soul, to your children, to your property, everywhere you go. But the blood is not only for pleading, the blood is for applying to our own lives. Some of you need, might need to pray for crop failure, I don't know. But let's hold up the cup tonight. Say, so Lord, forgive us of anything outside of your will for our lives. Any areas that we haven't walked in love in, we apply the blood. And now we plead the blood of Jesus at the beginning of 2013. And we believe and say that God certainly arises in our lives daily. And his enemies flee. He says, my blood was shed for you. He says, as you drink it, do this, remembering me. Let's drink together. Let's celebrate the goodness of the Lord tonight. Father, we're thankful. We're grateful tonight. You've spoken to our hearts. You've encouraged us by your spirit. And Lord, we are so grateful for the privilege and the ability to come together this evening. As they're collecting the elements and as your elements have been collected, you just stand just for another moment. We're going to be leaving this place in just a few moments. I believe in developing my faith in the healing power of God. Do you? 
but faith for healing and faith will also work for you hearing from the Holy Spirit. He'll show you things to come. Amen? How many of you need to see some things and know some things for the new year? Well, I think tonight would be a good night to spend some time in prayer. As you go to bed or as you bring the new year in, just spend a little time with some friends and some family. Just pray and then expect to hear from Him. He'll show you things to come. Amen? As we go our way tonight, let's just go ahead and sing that song just one more time. I want to go higher. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Bless you.